0: Welcome aboard. Welcome to Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations and full impact mindfulness, where we help people explode into their lives. We're looking for people who are not looking to find themselves, but perhaps to create themselves. There are no admission requirements other than the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. If you're welcome nowhere else, you're welcome here. So buckle yourselves up and Let's the journey begin. And as always, we attempt to have an eclectic roster of guests, and we're also always interested in presenting stories of recovery. And keep in mind that everyone is in recovery from something, whether it's in anxiety, depression, other substances, biting your fingernails, eating too many Skittles. However, unlike perhaps some other self help type of books, organizations. We just don't tell you to pull a hoop because it's good for you. What we do is like to have people show you exactly how it was done. All right. This isn't a program about people coming on and gathering sympathy. It's about saying, okay, here's where I was. However, here's what I did about it. And a number of I've known this gentleman for a number of years and I've always been impressed with his sincerity and genuineness. We're always interested in meeting genuine people as because we we'll, we live in a world that seems to be telling us how we should be and we try to fit into this grand type of scheme. Absolutely. So could you tell us a, a bit about yourself and I don't I'm going to give people a break tonight because uh usually as everyone out there knows i'm in love with the sound of my own voice however the last time i heard this gentleman
1: uh speak i actually was i actually kept my mouth shut i was born and raised um in baltimore maryland um southwest baltimore uh at the time it it was a diverse neighborhood and um and it just seemed like normal life to me, um, well, what did you have to compare it to? Really, nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing whatsoever. Um, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that there was a a broad horizon of people. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I remember I originally came to Pennsylvania when um, I think I was eleven years old, and uh, I went back shortly after. And I, I remember when I came up for good, I was eighteen years old. And, um, you know, and I'm fresh out of the inner city of Baltimore and, you know, I, I go to play basketball at the local park and, um, there's hippies playing banjos and, <laughs> and I'll never forget the shock and all on my face from you know, going from one extreme to the, the vast other, um, at that point in my life. So, um, well, all of us, uh, it's our
0: past that propels us to our present, and what we often suggest to people is it's their past however we ask them not to regret it whether we can turn that into experience and wisdom so i guess you
1: i guess you packed a lot of living into those 18 years mr will absolutely uh, i've lived in i think um in some form or another uh probably seven different states i might be you know I don't know the exact count. Um, You know, we went around a lot, but, um, you know, we did a lot of traveling. I think to this day, like I can usually get to a stop sign. And even if I don't know where I'm at, I can know which way I'm going. And I think it's because we just traveled my whole entire life. Um, So you had a gut type of uh, gut type of feeling. Usually when I talk to people,
0: I ask them, what did you begin to realize that your life wasn't exactly like the other people's? And usually it's when they tell me when I started to have sleepovers at other people's houses, I realized
1: that perhaps other families and other situations weren't like mine. Um, no, it was when I moved here because everybody's family was like mine back there. And if they weren't, um, I generally wasn't allowed to stay over at their house um, <laughs> because, well, my you know my, my dad had a a very uh, wide reputation uh-huh. for for what he was like, you know. So you might be telling us that your father was colorful, to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, um, yeah, I I think he spent a total of thirty three years in the Maryland State Penal System. Mm. So um Okay. He had a a very extreme reputation.
0: Yeah. So what you're saying and he wasn't a member of the Golden Rule Club? No, <laughs> not at all. So how did that
1: play out with a with a young Will? Um well I I think that um it made for a lack of uh a lack of guidance because my mom, you know, she worked a lot and I stayed with various, um, family members, you know, growing up in the city. And, um, you know, by the time I was a teenager, I pretty much had free will to, to do whatever it is that I wanted. And, um, you know, being a, you know, a child at that, at, at that time, um, you know, having a free will to roam around one of the worst cities in America, uh, probably isn't the greatest, of ideas, but it, it was my childhood. It is, it is what it is, and it, it is everything that I knew. what well, it sounded like you bloomed where you were planted, and you knew the layout. I, I, I like this saying that I heard a long time ago, and, and I firmly believe it: that um you know, roses can grow from concrete, and uh, and I and I believe that's, you know, a lot of kids that grow up in the environment that I grew up in. Um, there's not very much hope, you know, they they believe that that's all they're ever going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, and I felt victim to that too. I I remember for the longest time telling people, if you grew up where I grew up, you would be just like me too. And that's not so. I have a lot of friends back home that actually, you know, went and did things with themselves, um, you know, after they got out of school and they didn't fall victim to, you know, Things that they saw going on in the streets, and um, I happened to be one of those ones that made choices. I like that word. To to head down that road, um, there was a lot of times where I didn't believe that I made those choices because I, I like to play the victim. And um,
0: say more about playing the victim. That uh, seems to be a common theme among a lot
1: of people. Yeah, I'm. You know, for for as long as I can remember, it was always you know it was always your fault. And it was always this person's fault. And, and um, you know, and I never took a good look at myself. You know, I always felt like I was victim of circumstances. Um, if I would have had this, things would have been different. If, you know, if my dad would have not been who he was, like things would have been different. And, you know, the reality is that, you know, I could have went the other way. Um, you could have made other choices. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, so many people in my same shoes use it as a motivator and, and not an excuse. And for me, it was an excuse. And when we talk about, well, when we talk about wise mind choices, sometimes people
0: think, well, those would be the obvious ones. Those would be the no-brainer ones. However, wise mind choices can be difficult and there can be a lot of pain attached. So you lived in a culture where everybody kind of thought the same way. And... You know,
1: did we all want to be the oddball or the... Yes and no. Um, because like I said, I chose not to look at the ones who weren't um, making the right choices. Um, I can remember as long... As early in my childhood, I remember looking at the guys on the corner um, who seemed to be very successful because they dressed real nice. You know, they always seemed to have the prettiest women. Mm-hmm. And um and money? I always saw that as a sign of success. Sure. And um and I can remember from as long as I can remember, I remember telling teachers because uh I was the guy who was extremely smart. And um I remember telling teachers they would say you're you have so much potential. Ah. And I would say, you uh, you know, leave me alone. Yeah. Mm. And, um, I can remember telling where was that coming from wanting to fit in wanting to fit in because i I grew up in an environment that it wasn't um very popular to be smart Ah. Uh, you know it wasn't you know it wasn't the cool thing to do, like you know um even the people who were educated talked very uneducated uh-huh. It just seemed to be a way of life back where I'm, you know, back where I'm from, and I'm sure I only have where I'm from. But I'm sure you can go into any neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh, and you find the same, the same type of things. Sure, sure. So, what we do on
0: this show, then, rather help people try to fit in, we ask them to celebrate their uni- uniqueness. Will to embrace and celebrate their
1: uniqueness. Well, um I genuinely do that now. Um I I definitely don't need to be um the apple of everybody's eye anymore. Um as a matter of fact, I've come to really walk a uh a, a path that doesn't seem to be ventured by most. Um I Often in in today's society, I I like to think of it as, I'm not a trained monkey. You can't just tell me anything and have me accept it. Like, I have a brain and I've learned to think for myself. And um, just because you force feed me something doesn't mean that I'm going to accept it as truth.
0: Just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. That's right. Okay. So often, Will, what we do is we suggest to people that flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers. They bloom. So could you uh share with us a little bit about your story? Tell us a bit about the struggles, kind of what happened and what it was like and
1: what you did about it. Well, um, you know, like I said, it it wasn't it wasn't always bad. Um it wasn't always bad at all. I you know, I, I grew up pretty happy. Um and and I noticed right around seventeen where this things started to spiral out of control as far as um the path that I was headed down. But my behaviors had changed way before that. Um, you know, I, I can remember at an early age r- realizing that, you know, the school that I went to was going to, um, they were going to pass me regardless if I showed up and did the work or not. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, the the coaches that I played for was going to make sure that I played, whether I showed up and did what I was supposed to do or not. And um, so I learned how to manipulate at a, at, you know, at a pretty young age and, and I learned that there wasn't very many consequences for my actions, you know, until I got older. Um, but I, I noticed at 17, um, I started to battle with drugs and alcohol a lot uh. more. And um, I, I started to, you know, every time I would be bored, it, w- it would be okay to, you know, just go to drink. And and, and I, I think that's because... Um. You know where I where I grew up. Like it, it was nothing for us as sixteen, fifteen year olds to go walking into the local, you know, the local store and and get a forty or whatever it is. We mm-hmm. and, and and it wasn't nothing for us to find drugs because it was everywhere we looked. So um, you know, it became kind of a a, a way a way of life, a way of life. Well, quite often we suggest to people that
0: using drugs using alcohol those type of things makes nothing to do something to do
1: absolutely absolutely and and i think that's just what it was you know um you don't go to school you don't have a job what is there left to do you know you can only play basketball for so long and um and that's basically what my life was um you know so i i would play basketball during the day and you know and We'd, we'd get high and, and I'd, you know, sell drugs mm-hmm. at, in the evening and we'd get high. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was pretty much, you know, just the extent of everything. Um, you know, basically on, and, 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 and I knew that it was wrong. I remember at 18 years old, um, the, the, the day I came to Pennsylvania, um, you know, I was 18 and I was, I was standing there and it was like two in the morning and I can remember the thought come over me that there's got to be more to life than this, you know? And I just got a brilliant idea to move to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, um, my mom had lived here and she had lived here for a couple of years. You know, that last time that I came up that I was telling you about, um, you know, she stayed. And so I knew she was here and, um, And I just think I wanted to run. I wanted to run to get away from me. Get away from me. And um, it had nothing to do with Baltimore. I thought it did. I thought it had everything to do with Baltimore. And, um, you know, looking back now, I know that it was always me. You know. um, Wherever you go, there you are. But at the time, you know, a a young teenager (laughs) fighting thoughts and feelings and emotions that I had no idea, you know, you know i did not even know at that time that i was a genuine person Mm,
0: a genuine person yeah
1: yeah it's hard it's hard to do
0: that when the drugs and alcohol make us something that we're not
1: when you have an environment that doesn't allow you to be a genuine person Mm. you know any, any type of any type of feelings any type of emotions is a sign of weakness yeah let's talk about that a sign of weakness so you know i i there was things that, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, I often share this. I don't know for what. It might have been because I was smaller than everybody. You know, the society calls it the Napoleon Complex. Uh-huh. Um, or, it, you know, being white where I grew up. Um, I'm not quite sure. Being a redhead, I being a redhead bothered me growing up. Uh-huh. You know, um, kids are cruel. Kids are cruel. I was cruel. Um, you know, and there's a passage in, in, in a book that I read that says hurt people, hurt people. Mm. And, and I hurt think people hurt people. And I just think living in a fractured environment, you know, with so many people hurting, you know, um, taught me how to hurt people. You know, I can never tell anybody, you know, Hey, you hurt my feelings. I can never t- tell anybody like, you know, this, it was always, and, and for the longest time, The only way I knew how to react was in sheer anger. Okay. So here you come an angry
0: young guy trying to escape himself comes to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: And I picked Pittsburgh apart immediately. (laughs) Um, I got out at the bus terminal and I remember looking and (laughs) I, I shared this a lot and I remember seeing all these trees and, You know, I remember driving down to go up 28 and I remember seeing deers and I thought to myself, what in the world is this country place? Because the city that I'm from, it is nothing. We don't have wildlife. We have rats, stray dogs and seafood (laughs) (laughs) that's the extent of our wildlife so um it was it was just a and and, you know looking back now i know that it had nothing to do with pittsburgh but everything to do with change Uh, everything to do with change wow and and change is so uncomfortable um yeah i've been changing for a long time now and change is still uncomfortable um it, it it's crazy I didn't learn very many skills as far as you know work skills um you know where I grew up, and, and I never kept a job and i and i I look back now and I'm always thinking I'm always a newcomer, you know because I've journeyed into this professional field and I'm always trying to get it you know, get further ahead in, in in life and, you know, move along. So I'm always starting new somewhere because I'm, you know, since the time I decided to change my life, it's always been about, okay, well, how can I, how can I move forward? How can I advance? And, um, so I've never sat somewhere too long, you know, since, since I changed and, so everything's always a new learning experience
0: well we always talk about every stage of a person's life requires a, a new individual and some people are unable to grasp that concept so it sounds like before you had these clarity moments there was some bumps in the road mr Will. there absolutely was um
1: many you know bumps in the road um and i always talk about this my you know my oldest son is 21 years old and um and if my memory serves me right um I've known you the better part of that 21 years um if I if if and I could be it's kind of jumbled together but um I first tried to change my life in 1997 Mm -hmm. um right before he was born because i knew i had a son something had to change and um
0: so it sounds like uh you had taken a hostage or two along the way and
1: uh <laughs> their poor mother um i don't know if hostage does her any justice uh you know that that poor woman in, endured um a monster she didn't even endure a man She endured a monster And um, and I, I think about that all the time You know we had a conversation You know the other day And she said "Uh, and I made a statement that I will live the rest of my life Trying to prove to you That I'm sorry And she said I already know you're sorry I don't need you to do that I just need you to be my friend And I said I'm not doing it for you and and that's how i think about things i'm not doing it for you i'm doing it for me and um i know that if i i think in my mind if i ever lose the mindset that i have to i have to prove to myself every day that that i'm sorry i'll forget and, and, and I'll start doing things that suggest that I'm not sorry. You know, sorry is an action move, Jim.
0: Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website, we have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.